0: Someone asked me, what is the difference between our evangelical Christianity and Coptic Christianity? Yeah. So Coptics are Egyptian Christians. Right. They used to be called the Alexandrian Church in ancient times. There were five major centers of Christianity early on. There was Antioch, Constantinople, Alexandria, Jerusalem, and... Rome. And Athens, so there were six. Constantinople was added a little bit later, so there were so five. Uh, Athens. 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 Oh, Athens yes. Greece. So, um, Coptic Christians are Egyptian Christians. So it's like saying Presbyterians are Scottish Christians. Is there a difference what they believe about, the, 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 about Jesus Christ? Nope. That's what I told this person, because nope. I looked for that one time on the internet to see if I could dig up anything that I thought would say something different, and I couldn't no. find No, they affirm all the creeds that we've just talked about in class, and uh, they're just very, they're very ancient, their church was founded by the Apostle Mark, <laughs> Our, and... I met a lady, an older lady, and her husband from the Coptic church there on uh, Sienega the oh, other yeah. day, and... Trader Joe's, and another lady there was asking her where she was from. She said she was from Egypt. So I said, are you a Christian? Mm-hmm. She said, yeah. So she invited me to come to There her. you go. You can go to the liturgy. The <laughs> and, you know, it's just like with any other church. Are there people that go to Grace that say that Grace is their church, but they really aren't Christians? Probably. You know, they they, they grow up in it. They're just going through the motions of it. You know, and, it's, it, and but then are there Christians that are true believers? Sure. And it's, it, 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 there is some differences in the culture of any tradition, any ancient faith tradition where there's, uh, I think the, the distinguishing feature that's different between us in our tradition and any other ancient faith tradition is the practice of infant baptism. Mm-hmm. That creates a different kind of culture. And if you've ever been Reformed or Lutheran or Presbyterian or um, Catholic, there's just a different sort of culture that's created in churches where there's the practice of infant baptism. Because there's more of a thought that you're born into it. Whereas in our tradition, there's more of an adult convert, profession of faith kind of way of being, right? Right. This is the the struggle for me is when I was reformed. Um, I could never get over the infant baptism thing. I, maybe I just still had too much Baptist in me. I I just couldn't I just couldn't do it. And uh, when we had Emily, that was like a big struggle for me. And I, I struggled through that for like eight years. Like even before Emily was born, I read a lot of books and. I really studied it and I really wanted my conscience to come into agreement that infant baptism was a thing and I just could never get there and the 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 problem is is that the best argument for it and you have to kind of understand this is a fairly complex conversation but um there is a very ancient practice of infant baptism it is very ancient it is a difficult issue because they definitely have the historical argument on their side Um, the idea of adult baptism only is a very late historical thing it's from the Anabaptist tradition in the 1600s and so it is a very late theological practice and so when you talk to people that are in ancient faith traditions they will often bring this up and um, we'll talk about this in the spring i'm going to do a whole talk on different denominations and practices and whatnot but this is the the key differentiating issue between once you get from about 1600 forward there is the belief of adult baptism only or convert baptism only but everything before that is infant baptism and so you have to you have to have some level of appreciation the different the, the difference is that is the culture that's created because um, and if you talk to a thoughtful Catholic or Orthodox or Anglican or Presbyterian, they'll tell you the same thing because there's an idea in these, these, these traditions that you have to encourage young people to um, still make a profession of faith. This is why they have what's it called? Confirmation. Yeah. So to them, that is the way of making their baptism real for that child is they're supposed to go through this process of confirmation. But anyone who's been Catholic and been and gone through confirmation, I don't know how it was for you, Laura. But, you know, when you went through confirmation, was that really clear that that's what you were doing? No, I've never heard a Catholic say, oh, yeah, I knew that at my confirmation, I was really making my adult confession of faith. And I was making my baptism sure in my life. And I was affirming that this is my belief system now and. I've never heard a Catholic say that that's what I knew what I was doing. And it was just more like, oh, you're this age, so now you're doing this. And every Catholic I've ever talked to has told me that. And so I don't know what to make of that. But have all these kids that have been baptized, but then they don't, you know, like what is their their confession? Like at what point do they really make their faith their own? And... You know, he says, yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> and uh, he, he's pretty honest about it. And he compares it to like the statements of Jesus in the Gospels where he's telling the Jews, don't be so sure about your salvation just because of your physical connection to Abraham. Make sure that you are repenting and you are, you are in community with the one true God. It's not enough just to say, I was circumcised and so I'm in God's people, and he he kind of compares it to that that you know that you have to make your your just as the Israelites just being a Jew or wearing the label Jew or going through circumcision technically it made them a Jew, but it didn't mean that they were in relationship with the one true God. It didn't mean that they actually obeyed Him or they kept the festivals or they. They kept the sacrifices. They could, on any scale, go through the motions of it in any percentage and really mean it from their heart or just go through the motions of it. And it, it, that, to me, is somewhat analogous to the problem with ancient faith traditions, is that there are some percentage that really their heart is in it, they really believe it, and then there's others who are just, In various stages of going through the motions. Does that make sense? So it's, but we also have this problem. 70% of young people who are growing up in our traditions, in our field of Protestantism, are not transitioning their faith into adulthood. And some percent of those have been baptized as children, as converts. So this is not a problem only with ancient faith traditions. This is a problem even in our own tradition of how do we help young people transition their faith into adulthood and the decisions and exposure that they have to faith questions as children. How does that translate into their adult uh, value system, if you will? So. Yeah, so when you you meet somebody from an ancient faith tradition that that for me is you know one of the biggest differences between our church and those churches is the the culture of having all these kids that have been baptized and what is their statement of faith. But that we have our own problems with that to some degree. But, you know, there's some interesting historical questions, why did they do that? Was it because of persecution? Was it because they were concerned about children dying? There was a high infant mortality rate. How much did that uh, influence the practice. Um, but if you look at Colossians 2, there is an analogy between baptism and circumcision. And so the ancient faith people will argue that just as they would circumcise babies, we ought to baptize infants. This is all part of their argumentation. I'm not saying I necessarily buy this argument, but they do have legitimate biblical arguments for why they have this practice. They didn't just make this up.